now we're recording. That's how I always start. Um, <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, where you're, wherever you're listening in from. Um, welcome back to the Peasant Party Podcast. I'm your host, Charlotte Warren, and I am so fired up because I've got two incredible guests in studio with me. Um, I think I'm just going to jump right in because I know y'all are excited to hear from them. I'm excited to talk to them. So I'm going to start by just going um, from right to left. Rudy, if you want to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, right to left, right, right to left, right to right. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, Rudy A, uh, Rudy Advice on TikTok. I've been on there, what, three years now? It's been three years. I give advice on uh, marriages. I've divorced after 16 years of marriage. Share my story so others won't make the same mistakes I did. And uh, also I share dating tips because I had a successful dating life and uh, been doing it for a while. And it, uh, that's how I met her. <laughs> Angela. We're passing the mic. Okay. Yeah. Well, my name is Angela. I'm on youtube and various platforms i think we met we originally met on tiktok mm -hmm. i'm not active on tiktok anymore that app irritates me um but you can find me on youtube i talk about relationships i think i myself i'm growing on that platform with everyone as well um but yeah for the most part that's what i do a lot of commentary on like modern topics of relationships between men and women at least that's what i think i'm gonna stay mm -hmm. there i'm gonna stay away from politics for now but yeah <laughs> that's where i'm at Nice, nice, and yeah, I um, yeah, like I I remember because I remember when I found both of you. I, I remember I found I fall I was first followed Rudy. Um, it was probably like pa pa mid pandemic. It was right around the time I probably followed like Emily King and and, and Lauren and whatnot. And I think you'd kind of pop up in their content. Um, and I I just thought it was really you know just the the word accountability. I feel like it's thrown out a lot on TikTok, but it tends to be thrown out by people who are talking about how other people can't hold them, can't be accountable, or it's, mm -hmm. you know, this group I'm not a part of needs to take accountability. Um, and I think kind of with, with you, it was, you know, actually take, showing what accountability is. And same with you, Angela, as well. Um, so I thought that was really cool. I thought the way that you talked about relationships was really healthy. Um, and so, of course, I punched the follow button, um, you know, like commented for a while. And then I, I know we um, were able to connect um, earlier this year. And then, Angela, I remember when I found you, it was... Um, and it was, I think it was, um, kind of back in your earlier content days and it was a stitch that you did with someone. <laughs> um, but no, it was actually, I, I think it's a take you would still agree with today. It was, um, a, a woman who was like, I have a great job. I have all this money. You know, why, why don't I have a boyfriend? Why don't the guys like it? And then your stitch said, it's not about the money. It's about the ambition. Like you're not entitled to anything. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know, that's what the guys go after. And I punched the follow button. I, I think I didn't see the, um, I didn't, I, I don't think I saw kind of the, um, you know, the earlier content days besides, I feel like it kind of, you kind of disappeared. And I think maybe your account got banned or something like that. Um, at one oh, point. I was always getting banned. Yeah. 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 Yes. Um, so I think like that's, and then that happened and then, um, you popped up again. It was, um, uh, Rudy talking about your experience on, um, the whatever podcast and how, um, they, or the commenters in the super chat were pretty mm -hmm. unkind to you. And I was like, Oh, that's where she went. Um, and then I, I hit the follow button again. I think, I think you follow back. So that's kind of where I found both of you. Um, and yeah, like I said, I, I'm a big believer in accountability. Like I said, it feels like a lot of people throw the word accountability around. They don't actually know what it means or it's, they point it, point their fingers at somebody else. Um, so that's something I love about both of you. And I think that's something that's always stayed consistent, um, like throughout your journey, Angela, as well. I think for me, the most struggling part is like when you are on the internet, you're either preaching something that you wholly believe in that you probably won't grow from that experience because you're just a hundred percent confident in it, mm -hmm. or you probably will always grow and everyone just thinks yeah. that your views are changing. And I'm like, no, I just feel like I've grown a lot in this space. And mm -hmm. I mean, I'm 28 and I started about a year ago, officially online. 
And for me, I was confident in my, my views a year ago. So mm-hmm. I was posting these things. I was getting a lot of views. And I wasn't even doing it for the views. It was more so like, wow, there's people that agree with me. And I was like, I feel this way. I feel like I'm helping. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the uh, the impact it left on so many people where I don't feel like it was as positive I want it to be. Like, I felt like the positive effect was me getting validation. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, people agree with me. Cool, I'm going to keep doing it. But it wasn't so more so like people saying, oh, my God, I didn't, I didn't have... Um, I didn't know this, but now I'm happier with my wife or my daughter gets me mm-hmm. now or, you know, my husband understands. I'm happy. It's more so of like, I saw people, this is why we should get a passport and go across the sea and get another woman. Or, you know, <laughs> my husband was a shitty person and you're exactly, I'm like, whoa, whoa. I'm not trying to spread hate. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to validate your excuses. I think we all have to take accountability for the mistakes we might have t- uh, made in life and the consequences of it. Because if you don't take accountability for it, you're really just going to be finding excuses to validate your experiences. And you're not really going to learn from you're going to be pointing fingers at the the person who did it to you not realizing you're just as much as the problem mm-hmm. and it's not your fault but you learn from it and that's such a huge like pill for people to swallow they get mm-hmm. really offended and i say that. i'm like dude i fell off the map essentially just because mm-hmm. i felt like i needed time to like grow in peace um every digital footprint that i posted was more so but you said last week that you think men can have passports i'm like I mean, I think people could drink too, but like at moderation. I just don't think that it should be like the first thing you do when you don't, you can't find what you want. And every time I say something about how people are, it's like, well, we should just leave. We should just leave. But that's the mentality this generation has is we should just yep. leave. We should just break up. We should just everything. I'm like, just quit. yeah, and I, I don't know. And I myself, br- broken background. I think we, some, everyone has some sort of a broken background, whether you have two parents or not. Somewhere in form, I think you whether break your, your, curse your cycle uh your learning experience and i just felt like i'm learning a lot and i can't be talking about things i don't know i'm not a licensed therapist so yeah that's where i'm at sorry tangent there no, no. that was great <laughs> Love no that tangent t- at all <laughs> i feel like the internet just lives in extremes too like because oh, yeah. you take some of those like some you know views of i mean i guess because we'll go into the red the red pill but you take some of the, the views where it's you know about hey clean your room go to the gym get outside mm-hmm. Um, I think that's great advice for everybody, but then you go to the extremes, um, and it's just it, a lot of like the internet is just full of extremes. Or if you say you say one thing, it's like okay, cool, I'm gonna go do it to the fullest extent. It's like that's not what I meant. Mm-hmm. I meant you know just you know, go outside and say hi. It didn't mean I didn't mean relentlessly pursue this person or something like that. Like so, it, it, it's just it's definitely like that. And I think um, it also I think goes to show how young and impressionable maybe the audience on the internet is. Like those blank profiles we see um, might be a little bit younger than we think they are. Um, that's just kind of something I've figured out. Um, when I think, I leave, I think I, that stems, sorry, Rudy, but it, I've noticed it. It stems from the lack of direction for this generation because everything is very by the bucks. I think like, hold, I don't know how you guys are, but older than me, I'm assuming. I'm 30. Like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm 35. So <laughs> I felt like we were able to like learn as the technology was evolving. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, there wasn't much of a pressure uh, it was just more so like we'll figure it out as we go well, no mm-hmm. big deal if we don't figure it out somebody else well it's going to be figured out mm-hmm. but for this generation everything is already figured out so mm-hmm. for them it's like what's the direction so then they have to read everything according to the manual mm-hmm. so they don't have any room for common sense so then it's like wait the book says turn left i'm like okay the book says turn left if if there's no cars right mm-hmm. now there's a car so wait you may have to go right and then go left afterwards no, 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 no. Malfunction mode. Next, you know, NPC mode. And I'm like, oh my God, this is the fucking internet we live in. And this is why I think the younger generation can't seem to formulate their own natural thoughts, at least from what I've noticed. Yeah. Oh, totally. And because I know really one big thing like you've talked about is, um, you know, going back into the <clears throat> dating, into the dating scene, 
um, with all the technology that you'd probably never seen before. Um, like, what is your kind of take on, um, you know, date, the mentality of, you know, young daters um, kind of when, when you were younger versus when you got back into the dating scene, um, you know, maybe, maybe like beyond the uh, technology, but like you would see kind of in terms of like personality and, and what they wanted, were people more unrealistic? Um, did they have higher expectations? I think everybody overcomplicated it. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, again, back in the 90s, because uh, I'm that old, I'm really 46, uh, you needed charisma. I learned that's Riz, Riz nowadays. Yeah. Uh, you need a charisma, charm, and just uh, they called it Mac, you know, just to be able to talk to people and sell yourself in the dating world. And that's not just in dating, but that's in business, networking, friends, anything. And uh, that's the way guys guys were. Guys were very uh, charming mm-hmm. back in the day. And, of course, some were taller, some were better fit, and, and that also helped as well. But it was really your personality that went a very long way. And then me divorced after 16 years in 2016, that's all I went out there. I went out with my old fundamentals. Mm-hmm. And I had zero problems in the dating world. I had two dates, three dates a week sometimes, and... I had a lot of fun, but I didn't encounter the problems that young men are facing. Maybe it's because I was older, but I didn't carry any animosity or anger that my I could have brought from my divorce, like I hate women, mm-hmm. my ex-wife, whatever. No, I healed from it. I didn't. I learned from the mistakes, and I just had this positivity. And it was really just me, because again, I'm only like five eight. I'm not six foot. I don't have six figures, but I I'm a grounded, well about person. And I made women laugh. <laughs> and that's all I did. And that my my dating life was a, a success. But with young men nowadays, I get there's a lot of confusion. Uh, there's a lot of misinformation. And there's a lot of uh, horrible influences out there that are giving them the wrong information. Telling them materialistic things like wealth, height, and abs are the way to get a woman. And yeah, yeah I guess. But um, do you really want a woman who only wants you for your money? Mm-hmm. I mean, what are you looking for? Are you looking to just hook up? Or are you looking for a serious relationship? So... There's a lot of confusion, and to your point, yes, everything on the internet is viral. Ooh. It's the extreme that's always, a, what do you look for for a guy? And they, they interview these, you know, drunk young women who are leaving the bar, and they're just, Ooh. that's their opinion, and guys think all women think that way. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. That's just her opinion. So I think the internet, in that sense, has done a lot a lot of harm to young men. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And um because I've, I've noticed that too. It's so funny because those like man on the street interviews, they're, they're usually like right on right on 6th Street. They're like 50 feet away yeah. from where we're at right now. Um, yeah, just going up to the, the drunk people who are like very unsuspecting. I, I mean, they, they can be entertaining, but when people actually believe them more than entertainment, um, it's definitely, I'm like, people, whoa, like th- that's crazy that people think we'll watch one of these and think everybody's like this. Kind right. of like, um, you know, it's certain podcasts that just got, um, just got, um, <laughs> demonet- demonetized or deplatformed. Not, I think that was kind of a topic we wanted to talk about. Angela, I know you've had the chance to, um, you know, You're go right. on these shows, meet yeah. some of these characters, <laughs> meet some of these characters, kind of see the behind the scenes. Um, yeah. Like, cause when I, when I, first, when I see those types of like shows, I think there's if you kind of saw it as like entertainment and you could just you went back outside and it was like, oh, that's that's just a show. That's one thing. But it's crazy. Like the the chokehold they've got on on young men like um, I remember um, and I think yeah, just before we go into the the fresh fit demonetization, I remember because I never I didn't know about any of this stuff. I got into making goofy dating content because um, I was at brunch with some friends and my friend referred to a guy that I, in my opinion, choose to date like one of those month and a half consistently going on dates mm-hmm. situation. I called him, you know, Phil, the guy you dated. And she said, no, we were only talking. It's a talking stage. And we had a big back and forth. I drew up a little thing of like, this is the talking stage. And then viral on TikTok. I'm like, oh, we've got a fun niche. Now I'm talking about dating. And if, and if you talk about dating on, on TikTok, those types of, that type of content finds you very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, the fresh and fit starts showing up on your, for your page. You get commenters of people that follow 
um, those personalities and um, almost to a point where it's like it's it's almost like religious in a sense where it's just they're very firm in their stances. Um, if you comment back, they will continue to comment. They will, um, you know, ride hard for these beliefs they have that just didn't reflect anything I'd ever seen, like going outside and stuff like that. Um, so it was just that was something that kind of like alarmed me when I saw it. Um, but um, yeah, like, it, so it's just one of those things you can't look away from. Um, mm -hmm. So it's something I've you know been curious to like, um, you know, talk about, um, but you know, didn't necessarily have, wasn't really equipped with an odds. So that's why I'm so excited to have you guys here. Um, but yeah, um, Fresh and Fit got demonetized. That's mm -hmm. a long way of saying that going back around. Um, yeah. Initial thoughts on that, Rudy. You had some really good videos on this. Yeah. And I'm getting, I'm triggering a lot of their followers, but uh, I, first off, I want to say, uh, I admire the hustle. I admire the uh, the effort and work they put into creating their number one, you know, podcast or streaming uh, show on YouTube. I mean, they had a hell of a run. But what I the, the the consequences or the the results and the effect of what they did, I truthfully think they've ruined a lot of young men's mentality when it comes to women. Because it, did they really make a difference? Did they really make an improvement in the dating world? I don't think so. I think they just made things worse. Um, they highlighted a particular type of woman, which is the uh, the OnlyFans models or the IG models or girls who were leaving the clubs. I mean, they hardly ever brought a woman of intellect mm -hmm. who can actually have an argument. And when they did, and this woman gave them like an actual a good conversation, a good back and forth, what would they say? Get the hell out of here, you know, leave. So I think they did more harm to a younger generation of men than good. Mm -hmm. A lot of guys said they helped us with finances and fitness. And I'm like, okay. That's all part of the show, but that's not what they're known for. That's not mm -hmm. their influence. And I always say, if you want to judge a creator's influence and impact on what they're doing, just look at their live chat. Mm -hmm. Just look at their conversations. I mean, I've been on Angela's lives, and it's like a healthy dynamic. People have mm -hmm. opinions, but it's healthy. And if anybody gets out of line, we throw them out. Mm -hmm. their, their live chat is just, I, I want to say incels. It's a lot of guys just insulting women and insulting the women that are on the show. And I just really think they did more harm than good uh, when it came to a generation of young men who are confused and lost. Definitely. Um, yeah, because can't you like um, pay them like 200 bucks and you can like, interrupt the chat at any time yeah. and say whatever you want to whoever? Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like a $100 and some automated. Somebody will read it or the other show they have like this voice automated thing that reads it. But yeah, and it's all they're doing is insulting women. Yeah. And it just makes me sick. Yeah. Um, Angela, you and you had quite kind of the, the journey because um, I know you've been on you were on the Fresh and Fit show. You've been on some other kind of similar shows. Um, do you want to like talk, talk about your, I guess, your thoughts, and then maybe just that experience? Because I think when you went on the show at first, um, uh, you were, you know, maybe um, were more I, aligned I with, with yeah. Views, you agreed yeah. with their views a bit more. The yeah. reason why it's it's a bit frustrating. Um, the reason why I don't really go into my experiences and talk about it too much is one, I think that um, people don't really understand how I operate and I think mm -hmm. I don't blame them I'm I, I'm pretty close in with the way that I move because mm -hmm. I recognize immediately like if it's harmful I'm going to shut off and like mm -hmm. rethink and regroup and their views align with me because I think in a lot of people who come from like a mental space of like deprivation mm -hmm. you're looking for a simple blueprint for life when it really is complex and it mm -hmm. depends on the personality well how you said. grew up and how old you are what's your type and your preference everybody has a different preference but when you're coming from a mindset of deprivation you're looking for like the reason to zero in on your experience again and that makes sense so you're going to take that and apply it to everyone you meet because it just makes so much sense than saying you picked wrong and you didn't know and don't do it again but if it, you zero in and you say well that's how all people are so you can have a reason to just push the accountability off of you it makes sense and especially from a place of deprivation and for me i grew up poverty welfare child so for me a lot of these experiences that they speak from it makes sense because life is hard life sucks people are against you 
And you're looking for a way to basically, you know, just not like accountability. So it worked. And, and about now that I'm in this space now of where I am, I've said that the ideologies, the praxology, the mentality, it's ghetto. It's ghetto as mm-hmm. fuck. It's pimp mentality. It's lover boy manipulation, Machiavellian type of like uh, mythology when it comes to how they deal with people because they want to win. And the way that they source their power with people is to basically control you through your weakness, through seducing you, to making you fall in love with them. Whatever it takes to win, because they want to take that idea like, you know, I was in a weak position, so I'm going to win now. So it's essentially going back to people can have power, but it's who has power. So if somebody who has bad intention has power, they're going to use and abuse their power. Someone who has good intention could take that same method and apply it to the world and have different outcomes. And I think, like, me going into it, I had a good intention because I had my own message. Everybody has a message. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it resonated with me, like, you know, shitty parents or, you know, it fits with the, the misleading stats of how I was raised mm-hmm. and um, suicide, like how my brother had passed. Like, all these things to me, it made sense. <laughs> but as I was in it, the prescription that was prescribed, I was like, this is not a healthy alternative. And at the time, everyone's praising, and great, 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 great. I'm like, but it doesn't feel great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I mm-hmm. live on code. I live on uh, on some sort of like principle. Of, like, I hear everyone cheering me on, but I don't feel it. I felt like I was listening to so many like people who would. There's two different people who are successful. Like the new money, the old money, mm-hmm. and the old money people were more like they didn't care about the validations of people. They care about how they slept and how they felt. And the people around them would say, "You did a great job today." Mm-hmm. People that were new money were more so. I don't care about what anyone thinks because I've worked hard for this moment. Fuck everyone. Then my fans got me here, but your fans are only as loyal as what you put out there. So the minute your views mm-hmm. change, they're gone. They turn on you. <laughs> yeah. So totally. it, that's the frustrating thing about everything. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I, yeah, and I, I feel like you realized it pretty quickly. Like when you yeah. smelled when you smelled smoke, it was like there's a fire. I'm out. There's yeah. a there's a lot. They hated of, it. Yeah, like and but I think that's yeah. that's really admirable, and I think yeah. it's gotten um, you know a really strong following of people. Um, I know because I've you know, follow subreddits to help kind of with my, my content. You're credited in X red pill a lot as somebody to look to if you're falling down that um, mindset or if you're looking to leave. Um, Yeah. Like there's, you know, a bulleted list. Um, You're very much on it alongside like people like destiny and and whatnot. So um, you're really like respected in that regard. I feel like in a a lot of those circles. Um, So that was, yeah, that was really cool to see. Of course. Yeah. I like, I watched your scared to look on like subreddit. Everyone tells me (laughs) like I'm, I'm internally a dinosaur. Like I didn't even have social media until like COVID and that's when I was like, you know what, I'm going to... Really? Yeah. Wow. Like, I, I've had... Um, like, you know, when you make uh, a Gmail account, you automatically mm-hmm. have YouTube. So I think my account says I've had it for a little bit more than that. But I wasn't actively posting until COVID. And and the same thing with, like, Instagram. I didn't have an Instagram prior to that because my family's super Asian. Mm-hmm. So if you're on social media, they're assuming that you're glorifying something about yourself to be there. Mm-hmm. And they pretty much ostracize you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, Asian were very weird. Like, if you buy new shoes, like, I had bought new shoes. And uh, one of my aunts were like... Oh, new shoes. And I was like, yeah. That was her saying, acknowledging like, hey, I like your new shoes. That's a cool color. She could just say that. But she was more so like, new shoes. And I was like, yeah. That's our fucking communication. Like, that's how Asian people are. So to me, I just stay away from anything that doesn't make sense. That used to be me. But now I try to understand and have empathy and try to build that bridge with people because the space that we're in now, you meet a lot of people. And a lot of people Mm -hmm. that I've met have a learning disability or had PTSD from their past. And the red pill does not have a space for that. The red the the red pill or manosphere, whatever the fuck they call it nowadays, they're simply just applying. They're uh they're they're one blueprint to everybody. So mm-hmm. you know you could I don't know um 
be a raging woman because your mom and dad had used you for all the wrong things in life and that could have affected the way that you grew up in the world but to them you're a woman in the modern world you're manipulative you're an asshole whoever you get with is is not their issue it's your issue and i'm like but if that was your daughter you wouldn't be saying that if you had a daughter and she felt this way about the world. You yep. guys wouldn't be speaking like this. If this was your mother, your sister, anyone that you truly loved, you wouldn't be putting these extreme examples on this woman. You'd have empathy. Because we could grow. We could change. We could fix. They don't want to. They don't want to invest. They want perfect. Meanwhile, these are incels on the computer typing all day long, um, figuring out how to dox you, wanting you to be perfect. But they themselves have never done anything in life that's productive or paying it forward or anything and i'm like oh i don't want anything part of this i'm just going to create my own path not knowing there are people who are also on the same path so it's been kind of nice to find that but getting away from the red pill stuff has been a pain in the ass it's like the toxic ex that keeps showing up your door showing up to your job <laughs> keying your fucking car telling you that you're wow. a loser when you said i just want out i just want out give me out they don't care. You're a grifter. I'm like, I'm not even getting paid to leave. I would have gotten paid to stay. If I was a grifter, I would have stayed. Totally. And that's mm. why it's like, I think it's so admirable. Like When you smelled smoke, you're like, I'm out. There's some people that'd be like, ooh, smoke. Like, what's cooking? No, um, and no. I think, yeah, like, I don't know, like people like, you know, j just per like Pearl or, and whatnot. Like, I have, I have yeah. no doubt she does not believe what she's saying, but she just like went so deeper the second she saw like a payday. Yeah. See, mm -hmm. th that's somebody who doesn't live on like to me like some sort of moral code. Like mm -hmm. to me, how can you do this? Uh, you throwing your own stuff. You're contradicting ninety percent of the time. It's quite cringy. Just dummy things. Whatever her stupid username is, and I find it <laughs> so stupid that she. Can, and for me, maybe it's because she grew up in a two parent household. It seems like it was pretty normal. So there, there really is no consequences for her to do this. But for me, mm -hmm. I come from like a domestic violence background so to me if i think about like how is this affecting my mental health because mm -hmm. i have a relationship i have a family i have all these things if what i with my job or whatever i do online is affecting me and it's going to project to my family then i'm doing no different than the shit that happened to me i stand on not doing that and the red pill shit does that mm -hmm. and pearl doesn't realize you're you're doing the same thing that you hate mm -hmm. you're saying women shouldn't vote but you are a woman who has a platform to speak how do you think you're able to say these stupid things because you have voting rights, you idiot. Yeah. She, it's contradicting. And if I was her dad, I'd beat the shit out of her. <laughs> I'd bring that shit back. I'd teen her, like, just... I turn her all day long. It's so fucking funny because so many people in this, like, if even if you take the toxic stuff out of it, it's like, that's a community that contradicts itself so much. It's like, pick a lane. Yeah. Like, is it, you know, women are all after your money and oh my gosh, or is it, I want a woman <clears> who stays <throat> home and cooks and clean and has, and has no career. It's like, the, those two kind of things are, are at odds with each other yeah. and it's like that so or like is it you know you want the hot bikini model or you don't want pictures of her in a bikini like it's so it's just everything like they just can't seem to pick a lane and they're yeah. just living in the extremes well uh, I, uh, a lot of the advice they give like the fresh and fit and all the other shows it, all these guys are millionaires and they're all mm -hmm. doing well for themselves and the women they're talking to are not the women that the regular joe the regular guy is talking about because most mm -hmm. of these guys for all the advice they give, how many of them are actually in a healthy marriage or a healthy long-term relationship? None. Mm -hmm. I know uh, some of them are like they're sugar daddies and they have these escorts and they pay women. So they're not in any healthy relationship. So the advice they give is, is proof there that it's not working. But again, they're preaching to like these higher – they're preaching about a culture of making millions and having a wife but also being able to sleep with other women and then the wife being fine with it. And I get if you're a man of power and you have millions – and you can command that. Maybe that'll work because mm -hmm. they know the arrangement. But that doesn't speak for the regular guy no. who's making fifty, forty thousand dollars a year. He's not living in that world. And some of them are delusional to think that yes, I am that guy. And that's mm -hmm. a confusion there. Totally different markets. Totally. And 
Yeah, because it's it's very much like a very and, and their audiences. It's a it's a mass audience. It's the average 18, 19 year old guy who's mm-hmm. um, going to school every day, looking to his left, looking to his right, and probably yep. thinking the girl in his business class is just like the girls he sees on the show. Because yeah. they even say on there too, it's like, yeah, the, the you know the girls might not be like the girls on this show, but this is what they're all thinking. This is how they think. This yeah. is how they are. Um, and you would think like, the, you know, you go out in the wild and, and you try these tricks and it, it doesn't. It, it wouldn't work and you would think hmm, maybe they're not right but it seems like they just get more and more entrenched in it mm-hmm. yeah, i just i think again their method to everything just doesn't make sense if they really want to help men and and again this topic and this this whole everything this it it's toxic because to me mm-hmm. no matter where we go it always circles back to this and not putting shade on anybody but it's like there's so much other shit we should be talking about. We should be talking about trafficking, uh, sex, our mental health. We should be talking about the empowerment of how people need to capitalize on what we have today and utilize our, our, our accessibilities to the knowledge that we didn't have. And instead, we're perpetuating the insecurities of like how our experiences have affected us. And I'm like, no, no, no. You need to heal from that shit and move on. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a matter of like understanding why people do what they do. The psychology of men and women is really important, regardless mm-hmm. if we went to school for it or not. And I think that when we sit there and listen to these guys talk, it's just, it's never ending because to them, it's simple method, caveman, uh, men rule the world, women suck. And I'm like, then why don't you guys just circle jerk each other and just take women out of the question? Because <laughs> it seems like you guys don't want to understand like uh, the relationship between both. Because mm-hmm. I, I believe the relationships are complementary. Mm-hmm. This extreme gender rule of how it used to be, it's just, it's not realistic. Sometimes mm-hmm. I wash this, sometimes he does. And sometimes I cook and sometimes he really wants to make his random steak that he really wants to eat. It's just the thing that we do. I'm like, it's not like the hard intensive labor jobs and not saying that they don't exist but that's not the only way to make money nowadays a lot of the jobs that are, are you know um i would say glorified nowadays and you're able to get by or more so like social job credential jobs mm-hmm. things that require you being socializing and having some sort of like uh, knowing how to be socially aware not mm-hmm. just having your back thrown out into the farm so when we think about that who, who predominantly does a lot women Women are doing that. That's why men dropped out of college during COVID. All these things that women are thriving in that space. Mm-hmm. And they're doing so well in it because they understand how to I would have, excel in these spaces because it doesn't require the back labor. And these guys don't want to admit that. They, mm-hmm. they, they don't want to adapt to that. And instead, I'm like, dude, you're falling behind in society because you're trying to find this barbaric blueprint. I'm like, it's not that. Adapt to the fucking modern world. If you're using an iPhone, if you're going to the bar, if you're on dating apps, you are abusing or even utilizing the modern privileges that we have. Mm-hmm. That is a privilege. Take the consequences that come with it and recognize that you like that shit. Mm-hmm. And you need to, uh, you have to upgrade your mindset. But no, it's like, go back. Uh, repeal the 14th 19th 10th all this bullshit and i'm like it's wishful (laughs) thinking and they just sit here and they're such little nerds about it that i'm like you guys are creating this fake little utopia that's never gonna happen yeah it's like because yeah it's it's what they what they want seems impossible it's also just um you know the state of the world it's like it's really hard to live on a single on a sole um you know sole provider income um you know it's almost like both people have to work or like you know, if you're a woman, it's kind of like, even if you, you don't, it's kind of like, I just need that um, security in my back pocket. Like, you know, maybe I'll stop working when I start my family, but, you know, I'm going to maintain my, you know, teaching credential or something like that, just in case something happens. If my husband gets in a car accident and, you know, becomes paralyzed, um, you know, what if something happens? Um, but it's also mm-hmm. really, it's good for the mental. Like, if people yeah. don't realize, like, 
Aging is a disease. When you stop thinking, you stop functioning, hey, your body starts calcifying. <laughs> like the, the way that your blood vessels work with the way that food and everything is, the way that people have dementia and all these things, yes, yeah, some of it is hereditary, but at the end of the day, when you stop being active in your life, you stop working, you stop thinking, your brain no longer has oxygen flowing to it. This is why people die sooner. This is why you you age really fast. So when people think, you just you just want women to go to work. No, I know people that are fucking millionaires who still work because they know it's, it's important to stay mm. active. They they wanted to retire six months of sipping pina coladas on the beach and you realize you're getting fat as hell and getting diabetic like, turning into a diabetic you realize like this isn't really productive mm-hmm. like it, this mm-hmm. isn't healthy and it's not realistic and our mindset is still in survival mode like my mom and dad did this they survived but you have the opportunity to thrive like someone said the other day in my chat when they're like um i learned from being thrown into the pool i'm like but guess what that method is enough to survive to, to float but your child has the opportunity to be a Michael Phelps because you won't understand that. You're going to be like, oh, just just flow. I was starting the pool. You're going to throw. So you're creating a cycle of limited options in life because you don't recognize that you can create the opportunity for your child. But yeah. And- yeah. Um, kind of want to like, yeah, because, you know, the, we're talking about an issue that's that's pretty, um, you know, time sensitive in terms of, you know, fresh fit getting um, demonetized and whatnot. So definitely want to kind of wrap, um, wrap that topic up. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you guys um, to kind of go forward from that. Um, what do y'all recommend? Cause I, I know that that's a type of, um, show, not just fresh and fit. There's, you know, alternate types of shows like that, like the whatever podcast, there's some smaller ones that pop up online that I think can maybe be appealing to a young man who maybe is, um, struggling with dating. Um, you know, maybe doesn't have, um, you know, a lot of guidance or social connections. What would you tell those like young men in that position to look to instead? Um, whether that's, you know, a different type of content or, um, you know, things that they can do in their personal lives. Like what are your thoughts there? I would ask them if you've been following fresh and fit for, or any of the, whatever podcasts, whatever's out there, ask yourself, has their advice helped you? And if it does in what way financially perfect fitness, great, but has it helped you in the sense that you wanted a, a lasting relationship or be better with women? Ask yourself, has it done that? If not, maybe it's created you to be this uh, vengeful, angry, bitter guy who hates women and that's definitely not going to help you with the women route. So mm-hmm. ask yourself, did they really make an impact and did, did they really help me? And if not, uh, maybe it's time to vest time in other coaches. There's plenty of other great coaches out there mm-hmm. like us in this room and that can really give you a guidance on how to improve that life and be better. And uh, I hope this opens the, I guess, opportunities for other uh, coaches out there to get exposure. But again, I think uh, these shows were very entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, it's more of an entertainment show versus an influence and coaching show. And I think that's a big um, item that a lot of young men can't separate. Mm-hmm. They see it and they're thinking they're learning, but it's really just like Jerry Springer entertainment. Exactly. That's all it is. Yeah. I I personally would touch on that and just say that I think that to a certain degree it did help a lot of people. And so it did, if it did help, you take it as like a dra- graduation course. You still have to go to the next level of education because I I think they do touch really broken people. So Mm -hmm. I won't dismiss that and say like, you know, they're completely full of shit. They do highlight good issues. They just have poor prescriptions. So I think that I was on a live the other day where a guy had mentioned, um, they helped me, man, they helped me. And I I looked at him like, yeah, you look like the type of person that, that their demographic makes a lot of sense, but that was me being very judgmental. So I had to give him room to talk and I had to create Mm -hmm. that space for him to be continue, uh, to at least branch out to other spaces for knowledge for example because sometimes it's just whatever people would feed into you and 
those guys are the only ones that would feed into people that are hungry. Mm-hmm. But what about people who actually feel like they're, okay, I'm not drowning, but I want new knowledge, but I don't want to be ridiculed for it. I don't want to feel like I'm a dumbass asking you for advice. Um, those guys, the red pill guys, are really good at being persuasive. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that we should have to be persuasive to teach or help somebody. It should just be genuine or authentic. And I think a lot of that, like that guy, for example, I'd mentioned, I was like, it seems like he helped you figure out that you shouldn't tolerate bullshit. But now it's one extreme or the other because they teach you to be in combat mode. They teach you that if you're in war, don't die. But they don't teach you that, hey, still have some compassion when you're dealing with people because not everybody is coming at you like you're in war. So mm-hmm. get out of the war mindset unless you're dealing with someone who's coming at you with guns. Um, so I think that what I've learned is they do help people. Mm-hmm. But how? what's the longevity rate here? Mm-hmm. And are you stagnant now? Are you plateauing? Which you usually are. And mm-hmm. it has to further. And those who don't come from that background would say it's not beneficial. It's not helpful to you. But it did help those people get out of like a place of like tolerance of abuse or some shit like that into another hellhole of abuse. But it, <laughs> but to be fair, it's not as shitty as where they used to be. And that's the metric because they're comparing their standards to pieces of shits. Like mm-hmm. as a kid, growing up, I had shitty parents. I didn't hate my parents. I just it's I'm gonna acknowledge the truth. And I said when I get older, I'm gonna be better than my parents. I was like wait. Why is the bar so low? I want to mm-hmm. be better than my parents. Mm-hmm. Because if I say I just want to be better than my parents, then I'm just going to excel just a little bit above below average. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I want to be the best version of myself. So those guys, you question everything. You should mm-hmm. question everyone and everything, including your religion, your family, the people around you, because sometimes they stop right there. And you could grow further beyond this. So you should yep. say, hey, why do you do that? I want to understand why. I come from a good place. But don't be like, hey, I don't believe you. this is not true like no 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 now you're asserting and questioning my my beliefs Mm -hmm. maybe i stopped right here because it was the furthest i can go a mom or dad can only go so far you may be able to surpass but you still should respect how much time and effort they put into learning these things so when you don't understand and you get to that position where you might cross them you Mm -hmm. should question Mm -hmm. hey mom did this like did this really get you that far and how much further did you go xyz i think questions are great we should ask questions so we could learn Mm -hmm. instead of assuming and asserting because it hurts people for you to dismiss what they've done. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, I, if I can just say, I, if, if anything, I can say positive about them. I think they taught young men of the type of woman to avoid. Right. I, I would agree I will that. say that. I will say that. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I think definitely it's a, it's a type of woman that it, you don't, you find in a certain place, I feel like. Yes. Um, and stay away from maybe those, those places. Um, yeah, they, they just hope they can kind of separate, you know, a certain type of woman from from right. most. Um, and what would you guys tell um, Rudy? I, I know I know you're a, you're a father. Um, I know um, Angela. You've spoken to um, a lot of you know young men. What would you tell someone who's maybe a parent, an older sibling, or you know a teacher? I have a lot of teachers who um, who follow along, um, who you know are giving guidance to someone who might be follow, falling down that path where you know those personalities are very kind of volatile and, and suck them in. Like, what would you tell um, like a mentor or a family member? I always say, uh, I, I tell my kids this and everybody this, like if you're following anybody like a mentor or a politician, an influencer, and you're looking up to them for advice, like a mentor, always ask yourself, is their message, is the core of the message uh, polluted with hate mm-hmm. and prejudice and bigotry? Like if, if listening to them makes you look at a different gender demographic in a negative way, that's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody is the same. Whether I mean, there's this great country song that just came out. Uh, the, the people north of Richmond or something like that. I forget the, the country singer, mm-hmm. but everybody can relate to it. Mm-hmm. All colors and creeds. So I, that's the key message I tell everybody. Every, you can learn a little bit from somebody. And I think once you've gotten that, you can move on. But again, if that message is, has any hate in it whatsoever, 
that's not a good thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I would personally go into figure out the whys. Like mm -hmm. I think that we spent more time um, trying to understand the why somebody is the way they are. So whether you're a teacher looking at a kid or a kid looking at a teacher, instead of coming up with the conclusion and again asserting what your assumptions are, you should try to figure out and understand why they are the way so you don't create an echo chamber. Because I think that we're really yes. comfortable with sitting in comfortable spaces and wanting to find a community like ourselves but I think that there's no room for improvement for that. So I pride myself on my channel in specific in my Discord. Like I like having people in all different spaces in my in my circle. Um, but it's not like it's a chaotic uh, chaotic circle uh, circus. Like I'm really strict on my rules, but on the bounds of like respect. Mm -hmm. So somebody would ask me like, why do you have someone so here? Why is Jack here? Why is this person here? I'm like. You don't like this person because you guys have your own personal views in life and you, you're clashing because you have no empathy for each other. Build some fucking empathy, have some compassion for each mm -hmm. other, and come back to me and talk when you guys figure it out. Because me and that kid may get along just fine off of the principle of respect. So even though I think he's completely unhindered his views, when he talks to me, he tones it down by like a thousand because he knows like Angela never came at me with that type of disrespect. If he is acting up, he or she is acting up, I'd say that the, the world gives him every reason to act that way. And when you do the exact same thing, you're perpetuating that issue. Mm -hmm. So if you want to actually make an impact, mm -hmm. be that person who takes a small loss at that exact moment where like if someone says, you're a fucking loser, and I'm like, I don't deserve that, but that's fine. I don't know who raised you, but at this moment, I'm doing some charitable shit, put up with it. And I'm going to see if I could just, like, in, in, like just kind of, like, redirect this hatred towards passion. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that happen. So maybe it's just my weird ways of, like, I don't have kids. I like seeing these things happen. I like seeing, like, people who have their own broken ways kind of change and evolve because I feel like that's worked for me. Mm -hmm. And it all took one person to believe in me and support me and you know all these things that I was able to experience that's why I had that quick burn it was like no I don't like being burned I need to learn fast I wish more people would have that empathy for each me other too. so that we could grow because I like my community I like the way my community looks like it's younger people older people um, left right you know black pill blue pill some reformed red pills <laughs> and I pride myself on that because I see they're able to sit in a room and like pick each other's brains and be like oh I didn't understand that and then I think it's really cool. We should start building more of a community like instead of echo chambers and circle jerking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And everything's become so tribal now because if you don't agree with one pill's methods, you're called a simp or yeah. insulted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All and, these and, other things. And you have to you have to stand on it too, because when people say that to me, I've always said like, What did I say to you that you're insulting me? Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's it's like we want to fight fire with fire, but I know they're going to insult me. I have to let them insult me first. It's just like mm -hmm. the the rule to dealing with broken people <laughs> mm -hmm. because if you're going to fight broken people you're just as broken as them and i pride myself on being like a healed broken person mm -hmm. so whenever someone's mean to me and i'm like okay you see what you just did there did i mm -hmm. do that to you no okay don't do it again because we're trying to do something here and this is why i say build on yourself because mm -hmm. when you build on yeah. yourself you put this value on yourself that if people want to be in your life they want to be part of your community then they have to act accordingly and if you think my community is shit go somewhere else and tell me how much more your thoughts are valued there and it's mm -hmm. not going to be because you're going to be another NPC in a community. <laughs> Everybody knows in my community, Jack is the most unhinged kid there. But mm -hmm. he has potential. Mm -hmm. Or Moxie. Or anybody that's in my community, they, they all have their own crazy individual like like thoughts. Like, mm -hmm. my first transgender is on there. And the way I was raised, we don't we don't communicate with gay people. Trans like, we're, we're homophobic. They ostracize the shit out of everybody. And that was in me. So when I had my first transgender reach out to I was like, oh, my God this is so cool mm -hmm. and i love her i think she's the coolest person in the world i call her bumblebee and she cracks on it and it's the funniest thing ever and were you there for that i think so 
Yeah, where where the guy with the prosthetic was there, and somebody was like, somebody goes like, "Hey, Mark, yeah. uh, Mark, are you half robot?" And he goes, uh, "Yeah, I'm half robot. Let me get my leg here." And he pulls up his prosthetic leg, and everybody's like baffled because my community is so, my panels are so diverse that you oh, yeah. you have black, white, Spanish, young, older. You have dude with a prosthetic, girl that's transgender, and then Cena you know, he pulls it up. And everyone's like, uh, and they're still getting used to like. Uh, soothing people through their different views and their different places in life so they didn't know what to say and then everyone's just like baffled and, and Neve, which she is transgender she's just like oh, oh, oh cool and I was like hey guys we have two transformer on the panel tonight oh my gosh and, then, <laughs> and it took them a minute to laugh and they all started laughing that's funny I thought it was I thought it was a good like icebreaker because I'm a little bit of a cynical fuck sometimes I say yeah. things that you I should you got a sense say. of humor I see that the pink cowboy hat would pop up a lot I'm like what's Angela joking about today <laughs> yeah things like that works I think it breaks the ice because we have so many different people in the room mm-hmm. and they're nervous and I I, I, I know what nervous feels like mm-hmm. I think I'm more comfortable now than ever but I think that we have to help people navigate through these spaces so they have that sense of love and trust for you, the way that you have hope for them. So Yeah. yeah. If I can also add, because I just had to remember something, I think everybody should seek knowledge and empathy versus validation. Mm-hmm. I think if we want to expand our mindset and our perspective, it's very important to understand where the other person's coming from. And that's I learned that in therapy. And Do you think validation is bad, though? It's a good thing, but if... You can. I always enjoy looking from the other person's perspective. That's my validation. Of course, that's my world. But if he's so adamant against it, or she is, I like to ask questions. Well, tell me why, because I want to know more. That's just what I want to be, uh, as knowledgeable and empathetic as as I can be to understand. And if I get to that point, I still agree with my point. Fine. I that's do it. like how he is though when it comes to like um, conceding to certain views and person. Like we talk about a lot of things. He'll hop on the panel, mm-hmm. and I like bringing Rudy on because we'll bounce ideas. And he's on, he's in his man brain. I'm in my woman brain. <laughs> and remember when you first said that? I was like, you know, I, I actually find that offensive. You said my man brain is melting as I'm talking to you. Yeah. And then he felt. I could see that you felt bad. I wasn't trying to make you feel bad. But no, you more, never made me feel bad. No, but but, <laughs> but I like the fact that we were able to bounce um, and spar in conversation. And he was able to say like, you know what? I didn't realize that. I can see that now. And I could have been a dick, like, yeah, I told you so. But I was yeah. more so like, no, Rudy, like, thanks for admitting that. Because I want to let you know, like, we should cheer people on when they do a good job or they do something that... that Instead of the got you, you the, know. Yeah, I don't yeah. like the I got you moment because people do that a lot in relationships. And mm-hmm. when you're dealing with somebody who's growing and you see that it benefits your emotions and you like it, you should cheer them on. If somebody does something that's cool or that's out of the norm, like, for a guy to be like, you know what, Ange? Publicly, live, I didn't realize that. I stand corrected. I'm like... Thank you, Rudy. I appreciate mm-hmm. you. I think that's really cool that you could say that. So I'm putting out to the audience that, hey, man or woman, doesn't matter if someone's right, give them credit where it's due because we, we walk around with a chip on our shoulder every day wondering always if you did something right, if somebody appreciated what you did. And they deserve that. People deserve, we put effort into people, so we should definitely pay it for it. I think like, that's why I like bring you on the panel. Yeah. So. Thank I you. feel like you both are great at being wrong. Like it's yeah. just, except like it's it's just in a grip. It's not often. Just not kidding. a lot of people are good at being wrong. Like not a lot of people are good at admitting when they're wrong or having fun with it. And I think both of you bring like a really good sense of humor to things. Yeah. Like you're in a like you, the dating side of anything, TikTok, yeah. whatever, is a volatile place. And there's yeah. like for how goofy and awkward it can be, there's not enough laughter about it. No. And, like, and I think we all could laugh at ourselves and want to laugh at ourselves. Just you know the the goofy things we all seem to say. If you ever look at dating profiles for like. 
Um, when I looked at them for like other women for the first time ever, I was like, they all, we all do, we're all doing the same thing, oh, even yeah. though we're not comparing. And so yeah. I think there's just, there's so much to laugh about and not, there's not enough of that happening. I yeah. think everybody kind of takes themselves too seriously. hundred percent. It's, it's the extreme. I think that people have lost the balance because I used to be a big jokester. And the problem with being a jokester is that you lead with that. So mm. it's, uh, people cross a certain line of certain things because you're joking all the time. So everything you say has no validity because you could be <laughs> joking. So... Oops. So I've learned that, hey, I cannot lead with my humor because I love joking. But now I use it as like a trump card, as like a, you know, like a, a place, a card to break the ice. And I recognize like, oh, the girl who's uptight and a bitch can, dro- can drop a joke. That's nice. It's refreshing. And I yes. think it helps everything because if I'm always joking, then it's like, are you joking right now? Are you joking about death right now? And it's like, really? Like, really? You're crossing the line. Now I'm like. It, it breaks the ice, and I like it, and I think we should do that more often. I think it's so bad that people think I have self-esteem issues because I you do. See, I don't. I, I never don't. got that impression. Though. Oh no! Everyone keeps. Uh, you're, you're, you're. Are you being obtuse? You're not gonna tell. No, no I'm being serious. Oh, I was like, oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> the cowboy boots really threw me off. Like, no, 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 no. No, I've never gotten that impression. Everyone from you. thinks now because never. because I'm open to admitting that I'm wrong. That I was on a panel like debating, mm-hmm. and I suck at debates because I'm not knowledgeable enough to go back into history. I'm only able to point out right here and then, and then mm-hmm. they have all these like political uh, phrases when they debate. Like you're you're trying to use the Socratic method on me right now, and I'm like, let me Google what Socratic method yeah. means. You're like, heck. You know, uh, little things like that where I'm like, what do you, how do you apply that to this? So because I'm open to saying that I, I sucked at something or I failed at something, everyone thinks that I'm like a self-esteem issue. It's okay to say you suck. I'm in new spaces. I'm growing. I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. It's boring as hell. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with saying I'm not smart because then the person that's around me that's used to being a cocky dick, if he has or he or she has good intentions, they usually will say, oh, okay, like, all right, well, let's talk about this then. Because it's like you're not coming at them like you're trying to attack them. Most people are always used to being attacked. So I'm always like, oh, I didn't know. Bambi here, impressionable. RP guys love that. Impressionable. Feel free to attempt to persuade me because it's not going to happen because good intention, I'll listen to you. Bad intention, I could smell that shit out a mile away and I'll gut you out. <laughs> so that's my style of engagement. And she said sense of humor. And I just want to say real quick, I know this is not off topic, but... From a guy's perspective in the dating world, a woman with a sense of humor is incredibly sexy. Nice. And it turned on. So I think that's a, a dating tip that we don't talk about either or what guys really like. Guys are attracted to a lot of things. But for me and most men, a woman who doesn't take herself too seriously and is joking and who could make me laugh, she's I'm hers. Nice. You know what's funny, actually? This may be like a deep, dark conversation. <laughs> okay. Whoa. All right. No, because I actually went back and forth on my Discord with this with Alex. Alex is my favorite mod in the whole world. He's like my admin and everything. I trust this person with my whole life. So we were going back and forth on men's standards and women's standards. And he was like, men are very simple. Men are very... I'm like, that's the problem. But we don't live in a simple times. Mm-hmm. So when you keep the bar really low and say, I just want to be pretty and that she wants to be in the relationship, that's it. Meanwhile, you're shitting on her for saying, I want a guy who wants direction, who has a direction, who who has purpose, who comes from something. Um, for, you know, and it seems like a lot, but if anyone had a kid, you would want that for your child. But totally. for men, the bar is so low that it's like she just has to be pretty. But then when she has a kid with you, then inflation happens. All of a sudden, that simple mm. bar that you put is no longer simple, and these relationships are failing because these guys are keeping it so simple because biologically, you wake up with the heart on. You're like, I just want to get my dick it's off. True. I'm not really thinking about this. But you're not thinking about the longevity of it. It's, their men aren't thinking about it. And I'm like, when are men create the spaces to where it's okay to say, I want a girl who has a sense of humor, and you shouldn't be scared of that. I want a girl who comes from some sort of family value yes. or core values so that I don't have to instill this shit into her because I already have it. 
you can't always be the leader of everything because you spend too much time leading um, something that you already know. You're not having enough time to grow into something that you need to be because you're holding up your weight and your girl's weight. So, yeah, a loaded statement there, but I wish we had more spaces like that. Absolutely. Do you feel like, do both of you feel like, and I think this could be for, for both men and women alike, do you think that what people say they want reflects what they actually choose? Like, do you no. think that people can articulate what they want no. Um, no. at all? Because no. I think the same way. Like, I think... So many times it's like you, the guy will say, I'm, I'm a simple man, but and it, maybe he's not thinking about it at the time. Maybe he truly believes what he's saying, but it's like you got, you got more preferences in the, in oh, the back yeah. of your head yeah. for sure. And you're not mature enough to have those preferences because when I was a man whore back in my single days, the perfect woman, I had a checkbox of five items. I'm not going to say where they are, but I remember when I met one, you know, the, the, the breasts, the booty, all that, all superficial bullshit. She checked everything. I thought I found the perfect woman. Then I found out that this was the most toxic relationship I've ever been in and put me back in therapy. So... Because you think you know what you want doesn't mean it's what you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I want to say. But also because we're content creators, I think that we're, like at least for me, I'm very particular about what I say mm-hmm. and how I articulate myself. I'm always trying to improve. So Same I'm here. aware of how to talk to people on, on camera. Most people aren't being challenged mm-hmm. on a daily basis. So we say these things, and it sounds very shallow, very broad. That's why these street interviews, um, some of them are my friends. So I tell them all the time, like, mm-hmm. you know what you're doing, right? Yeah. You're, it's like giving a toddler the car keys to be like, you're going to fuck it up, and you should mm-hmm. go fuck it up. And that's exactly what happens. But at the end of the day, where, prime example today, we came to the studio, we all want water. If you asked me, like, what do you want? I just want water. You could have given me a Zephyr Hills Aquafina shit bottle. I would have still taken it because I was thirsty. Mm-hmm. But because you gave me this cool-looking liquid death-looking thing here, I don't drink I alcohol, so I feel like I'm drinking alcohol, so I feel like a badass right now. So now my standard just got raised a little <laughs> bit higher. So some, next time someone asks me, what, what's your preference in water? I want death water. I want death water. <laughs> because you've exposed me to it. But the reality is I'd settle for Aquafina, and that's mm-hmm. just, like, how we are with our things that we choose in life. And nobody ever zeroes in on that because we hear, she said she wants six feet tall and six figures, so that's probably what she'll be. Look on the train. Look in the mall. Look at the food court. We all settle with some ugly troglodytes. Let's keep it real. We're not well, that I wouldn't picky. go that far. We will. People <laughs> yeah. will. Because what? if they treat you good and you have compatibility, you'll settle for it, and then you grow from that. And that's we're not as picky as what we say we are. Men or women, we just want to be treated good. We want to feel loved. We want to grow on something. And after a while, that beauty stuff really doesn't matter because being in Miami, dude, everyone is quote-unquote hot, right? Mm. After everyone's hot, they don't really care about you being right. hot. It's more so like, what are you funny? Like, it's rare for someone to be funny there. Yeah, but the, the luster of that hotness goes away after a couple of weeks, that's, maybe a month. So point. it's like, eh. So it's desensitized. So th- mm. that's why when people say, I want someone that's really hot. If you spend enough time with a hot girl, she yeah. just looks like a four or three to you because it's like the, the personality comes out like, Ugh. yeah, like, the yeah. entitlement, all that stuff. So it just, I don't think people realize that when you don't have it, you really want it. When you have it, you're like, yeah, this is really wasn't all that. It was yeah. like, okay, what else do you offer? Totally. Yeah, going back to what I said, personality goes a long way and many don't have it. Yeah, that's true. You can't buy personality. You can buy fake boobs. You can buy Bugatti, but you can't buy personality. You can't yeah. buy. Yeah, you can't buy character. Um, yeah. How do you guys? Okay, so how do you guys define settling? Like, is there? Because I think there's, you know, every single. Mm, if well, we that's had a question, if we all, um, like, you know, if someone said, you know, write, draw yourself, do build a bear workshop, yeah. but for a boyfriend or girlfriend, um, you know, we would have, um, you know, a version of a person that did this fictional person, and then you know what you go out in the wild and choose maybe isn't maybe isn't completely that. Um, but where does like settling in a bad sense, um, like come up and, you know, if your preferences change over time and, you know, you're 22 and you want, you know, oh, I want the, the six foot person. And then at 28, you're like, you know, I, I want a guy who's good with kids. Like, is that settling or is that growing or changing? Like what is settling? Ooh. And then what, um, is the bad version of settling kind of within that? Do you want to go first? 
I think, okay, the, the kid, I feel like I get what you're saying, but I'm trying to formulate my head, but I, if I'm going to say it, I think, essentially, you're asking, like, what what is bad when you're settling, right? Yeah, because so, I think we all, I think what I'm getting at is we, we all settle in some sense, like, yeah. um, you know, the perfect person in our head um, doesn't exist, mm-hmm. um, and then, but then there's a version where it's like, I settled for this person. There, the bad version, I'll go with that first, is that we're, more or less, you have a type, you have a preference, and then... You find out you have no more options or your market availability, whatever your looks are, are not as uh, great as they once were. So you just, uh, he's here. I'm mm. going to settle for this guy. I think that's mm. the bad version. The good version, I would say, is that you meet somebody who's not exactly your type. You're attracted to them, but not exactly your type. But they, they're giving you something you've never had before. So you're uncertain with it. And then you find out they're giving you something that you didn't know you needed. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good version of settling. Like, whoa, I didn't expect this. This wasn't what I was looking for, but it's what I needed. Uh, I love that answer. I, th- I think that's good. Yeah, I would have to say the bad is when you're tolerating something that is harmful to you or to them. Ooh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. I think settling is when you're just like, oh, you know, like, he loves me, but he beats me. So, I mean, but at least he loves me, oh, though. God. That's an issue. You know, mm-hmm. or, you know, she, you know, she's not that attractive, but she pays my bills, so I'll settle for her. But I think the other, the good settling is when your bar is so high because of your poor PTSD or your past and you shoot way off unreasonable and you put, and you deal with somebody where you're like, I don't understand this, like what he said. I don't understand this, but I want to understand this. Mm -hmm. So you're not settling because you're hurting yourself. You're settling because you realize like maybe I was shooting for the rainbows and unicorns, I need to get back down to earth. Mm -hmm. You know, get out of this little unicorn world. Like I actually need to be realistic with myself and I actually like this feeling right now. So you're diving into something that you haven't, um, experience or maybe it just at that moment and people don't like the word feel but I think mm-hmm. feel has a, it dictates how we do things and feelings have truth to it um, so if you feel for example at this moment like oh it's uh, it's nice it's exhilarating I want more of this explore it you're not tied to it explore it mm-hmm. um, so you're settling on this idea of what you thought you deserved but sometimes what you think you deserve is not what you actually deserve you mm-hmm. have to create and cultivate the moments and relationships you want and it starts with you having an open mind and possibly settling what you have made your mind. Because if you're, I would say, promised to an idea or something, it really screws you up because you're not opening avenues for new things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, yeah, going out in the wild and, and meeting people and having these new experiences really, like, makes that happen, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, do do you both think? Okay, so do you guys think that we are all more delusion? Because we were talking about settling. Do you think? And the word delusion gets thrown out on the dating side of TikTok a lot. It's you know, men are so delusional, women are so delusional. You got your street interviews, like six the the six foot six figures, yeah. six pack. Um, you hear some women saying, and then you have the guy saying she's she's got to be a model. Is is does that have truth to it? Like, are we more delusional than we ever were, or is that just something we're seeing on the internet? Everyone's delusional. I'm gonna say everyone is delusional, but then we learn from it. So it's simple. If you don't learn from it, you're forever delusional. But you're delusional because of the standards that your parents have set for you, or what you believe you deserve, or what you've experienced. All these things. You're delusional. It's normal to be delusional. It's like I'm not settling for this, this, and this. It's okay, dude. But you might have to concede to it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I think everyone is delusional. The internet perpetuates it, but that's how I view it. I think um, a lot have delusions of grandeur. Mm-hmm. where they think they're more important than they are. And they think they're able to have... How can I say this without being too cruel and mean? Be mean. Like, there's a lot of guys out there who are not in the same league as the models that they want to pursue. And <laughs> they're mm. not realistic whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> Even with your abs and your money, you're still ugly as hell, dude. It's going to happen. So 
There you go. I mean, uh, what, <laughs> do you, what do you think? Okay, so uh, I think and I think it applies to probably both genders. Where do you think men are more delusional versus women? Um, and because you guys talk to so many people, um, you hear from men and women. Where where are the delusions lying? From the men's side, uh, what I get a lot of and what I hear the most is that they have a misconception of what women really want and who they are. Mm -hmm. They've been told by all these podcasts that we've just mentioned, and they're delusional that they think divorce or filed, your woman's going to quit because women file 80% of the time, so why get married? Why bother? They think women only want the six-figure guy. They think uh, women are just, uh, the first inconvenience in a marriage that occurs, they're going to call it quits. I think that is a delusion that men would have to combat with because that's not wholeheartedly true. There's so That's just a soul black and white of an explanation. I've been married 16 years. I know how hard it is for a marriage to be. It's not just she quit. Mm-hmm. There's so much more. to it. It's years of items that come about. So I think people, men, have a delusion of what women want, who they are, and what marriage really is. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Uh, I think the delusion comes from conflating. I think that we conflate. Um, like our physical desires with our emotional wants and needs uh, for both sides. Because I think women and men are different, but just as much as we're different, we're a lot similar Mm -hmm. because we're humans. So Mm -hmm. it's not like when someone says women are emotional, men are logical, as if men don't have emotions and women don't have logic. Mm -hmm. It's just a priority that we lead in. Mm -hmm. So the delusion is really not understanding how the opposite person is actually operating based on not because of their gender, based on how they are as a person, how they grew up, or their social conditioning, all these things. If we took the time to really acknowledge and ask questions, if we're going to date, don't ask dumb questions about like what's your river color your and body like, count yeah like stupid <laughs> oh things like that the dates should really be trying to understand like why they do what they do meaning like what's your childhood like or you know like what's your background what's your day to day who are your type of friends what do you do for fun because it really says who that person is and it breaks down like um your your style of engagement with people so i think that the delusion comes from if a guy thinks a girl's hot she's the, you know she's probably a great person just because she's hot mm-hmm. a girl may see a guy who is emotionally in tune with themselves, he's just a great person. Okay, there could be a lot of flaws about that also. He could be too emotional, or he could be someone who's coping with something that's going through his life. We have to kind of, like, compartmentalize, like, how we view people mm-hmm. and try to break down the, the, the things that we don't understand. Would you both think that a lot of men and women nowadays are delusional when it comes to love? What do you mean by that? Like, they have a misconception of what love really is? I think, wait, hasn't it always been that way, though? true i'm just asking for right now as far as i think i think i think there's a i think yeah i think so because i think um i think there's so much um noise out there where it's um you know like if you listen to any women's podcast how quick the the people are to say just dump him um if there's any kind of sign of a misstep or something like that and i think there's just this misconception that things are supposed to be perfect like i know i've had you know sat around the the women's brunch table you know the two a few mimosas deep and it's just all this you know the guy i've been dating for four months everything else has been great but oh like you know he um you know went out um, for a bachelor party and didn't call me you know the ni- last night and i'm upset i dump him and so i think it's just this mm. almost like feeling of zero tolerance in a way and then of right. course like you've got all these podcasts and tiktok all that perpetuating it so i think and then of course because you got your dating apps too where it's like you know if you really wanted to walk away from a relationship it's you've got something you can just hop right back on so i think there's just that form of I think delusion about, you know, the work that you have to put in and, you know, that people um, are flawed. Nobody's perfect. There's, um, I think that can like kind of contribute to that. I would say. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that relationships are delusional. I think people are just delusional. One, the reason why I think they're delusional is just because we have a blueprint 
from our parents' generation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And we're looking at them like, they're together, so they're pretty successful. Okay, like, uh, there's people who stayed at jobs for years that treat them like shit, but they pay them, so they stay. Doesn't necessarily mean it's thriving. So I think that we are delusional enough to, whether one, tolerate something and just accept it, while others around us are creating something else that we don't have. So we're comparing and secretly living in, like, um, what do you call that when you're living uh, through somebody? I'm having a brain fart right now. Um, uh, um, I know the word. Yeah, I do too. I but I'm too uneducated right now to figure <laughs> it out. So I know what you mean. Whatever that word is. Vicariously. Yes, Vicariously, there it is. <laughs> so this is why the constant comparison and the scary part about being online is, like, when you're too scared to make moves in life or you don't have the bandwidth to do it in real life because you may have bills or kids or family, um, you're living vicariously through somebody else and the delusion comes into thinking that you deserve it because everyone else who doesn't have kids or pets or whatever it is, a responsibility, are able to like jump around and do things and learn and burn and Mm -hmm. you're seeing them excel and fail but you only see a lot of the excelling. You don't see the Mm -hmm. failing. Highlight reel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and you're and you're stuck in your position thinking like this sucks. I'm gonna just gonna mope and just like soak in this and my life sucks when reality is like you're if you build with the person next to you, then you both have room to kinda like uh, grow and expand. But because we lack communication, understanding and patience, I think that's why you have two people but it still feels like you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. You're surrounded by a bunch of people but you still feel lonely. You have a family, but nobody's really talking to each other because you don't actually understand what you want is in front of you what you're looking for is out there people out there are also looking for what you have so again we're comparing all the stupidest things enjoy what you have learn grow prosper water your goddamn grass the grass is not greener on the other side your grass just doesn't have water that's how i view it i love it grass is greener where you water it yeah yep. i totally yeah and I, I think yeah um, and of course like social media i feel like plays a role in that like um you know back in the day keeping up with the joneses it was mm-hmm the guy who lived across the street from you who probably made about the same amount of money that you made. Mm -hmm. You saw him get the new big screen TV. Ooh, like Bob got a big screen TV. I want that too. Now you go on TikTok and you see the um, NFL players engagement. Um, And it's not, it's not a lot of scrolling before you find if he wanted to, he would Mm -hmm. in that comment section. (laughs) It's like, no, I don't think it works that way. Um, But I think that does, I think something like that contributes to like women's um, delusion as, as well. Like you have like insight into celeb it used to be MTV Cribs on, on Saturday morning mm-hmm. I'd wake up and watch that now it's like you see these celebrity homes you see these celebrity yeah. relationships and then like lo and behold like if you follow TikTok couples it's like everything seems perfect six months down the road oh we separated it's yeah. like huh I thought it was perfect it's, mm-hmm. it's always the I thought and that's why like I'm glad I come from like a very poor background because it's actually cringy mm-hmm. for me to do the things that I see some of these people do mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of people in my community would say like you have all the networking spaces to do these things but you don't capitalize on it, Angel. I'm like, because it's kind of cringy, honestly. I'm like, Mm -hmm. unless it's yours, why are you flexing it? Mm -hmm. And even if it is yours, you don't really flex it because you work so hard for it that Mm -hmm. you don't really want to show that it feels like you're rubbing into people's faces what you have. Mm -hmm. So for me, I think... For me, I, I like to keep things in the low key, down low sometimes. And sometimes it's frustrating because everyone just thinks I'm a bum ass bitch with my my life. I'm like, no, I was a bum ass bitch, <laughs> but I've evolved. Okay, I've grown the fuck up because I realize that you get older, you pay for convenience, you pay for comfort, not for the the flashy keeping up with the Jones shit because that is soulless and empty, and you don't feel good doing it. So you think that he's happy, but he's miserable. He's looking at you, and you have the heart at home, and you're ignoring that. You're neglecting that. And this is why men and women aren't happy because we're ignoring all the great things that we have in front of us because we're thinking like, yep. well, Tom and Jade is happy together. They look happy and fun because they're going to the Bahamas. They're they're coping because they actually don't have to, like she doesn't know how to cook a hot meal at home. So they have to go to the Bahamas <laughs> where they have to spend an arm and a leg to do that. And, yeah. and that's only if that's out of their norm. I'm not saying people who do it are doing that. 
If you can afford it, you can do it. Great. But keeping up with the Jones shit, it's soulless. People should stop doing it. It's cringy. Totally. And I, I guess, like, my kind of question would be, um, if you had advice for a young man who was, you know, doing well, he was single, wanted to date women, how much should he, I guess, for lack of a better term, flex, you know, the, you know, the wealth and the success? Like, is it where, should he wear the nice watch? How much should he talk about yeah. it? What would no. you tell a guy like that? No, be yourself. I, no, like, look at coming to America, Prince Hakeem, he, he pretended he was poor to get the mm -hmm. woman that he wanted because he wanted a woman to fall in love with who he is. I mean, there's no point in flexing. That's a, a new thing. Uh, I'm not used to that because, again, like Angela, I come from poverty. I come from a poor background. And I just don't get that. And when I attempted to try it a couple times, I like, <laughs> yeah. it's just not me. I can't mm -hmm. do that. But, no, I wouldn't do that because you're only going to attract the people who are not going to love you for who you are. They love you for what you have. Mm -hmm. And you need somebody who's going to love you for the person you are, not yeah. the money that's in your account. So that's very mm -hmm. important. So I, I wouldn't do that, no. Yeah, it goes back to what you said, like, be yourself. I and, mean, like, when people hear that, they're like, yeah. gay, that's lame. Sam. And I'm like, no, <laughs> it's not. Because if you are yourself and you're a piece of shit, there's this thing called evolve. You can evolve from a piece of shit to something that's not a piece of shit. If you don't like what you're going on to the world with, then you have to evolve. But if you're going to fluctuate there, people can see it. And they're going to utilize you and extract for what you're putting out there because we all know it's not real. Mm -hmm. I think that we will truly hold good value and true value you could be wearing a garbage bag. You could be hidden in the corner at the bar. People would still find you because they'd still find their way to be like, this person is too goddamn confident in this goddamn corner. Mm -hmm. um, so really yeah. tr be yourself when you have worked on I feel like I've worked on myself. Mm -hmm. I think that everyone I meet, I'm really I'm really grateful to meet them. Even my Uber drivers. I, I, my, like for my Uber drivers, for example, I met today, he was on a downer. He's a downer, downer. And I was on a downer too because this airport in, in Texas is really confusing. And to cross a bridge, to cross a bridge, just to find the freaking Uber area. That's I was in a, ass, I was yeah. in a shit of a mood, and I get in there, and I'm just like, want to be a bitch. And I'm like, no, this is somebody's son. Let me not be a bitch. Let me not project. And you can see him driving and having small talk, and I'm like, do I? Oh, I guess I should do small. If we talk all day long, you don't mm -hmm. want to talk every moment of the day. And, but talking to him at that moment, you can tell like it was like a, a moment of like, okay, there's hope for the world. This person kind of has like. Uh, bringing, uh, bringing like an insight that's out of his world of like Ubering. It's little things like that where I think that we could be better and we could help people by just kind of like installing like the, uh, our mindset and our views in it. And by yeah. being a piece of shit, you're just perpetuating that and people aren't going to be happy. So I think that I don't know how I got to here, but I forgot what we we're talking about. <laughs> we're Wait. talking about um, flexing. Oh, the flexing yeah, stuff. Yeah, showing up. The I flexing guess... stuff is lame. Just stop flexing overall. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, if you have signature pieces, do your signature piece. The signature pieces are very subtle. It's what you like for mm -hmm. you, not for the world, and it shows. And I always see that, and let me see if you two agree. I see it as they're compensating for something that they don't have. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I, I come from a generation where we didn't do that. Social media wasn't around when I was a kid, so I can't relate to it. And even I see it now and I cringe because I couldn't take that photo. Mm -hmm. I couldn't do that. So I see that and it feels to me that they're, they're, they're empty inside and they want people to see how well they're doing to give everybody the impression that they don't feel them, that they have themselves. Mm -hmm. That's just my opinion. But do you guys do that, though? Like, you go somewhere, like, during dinner and you're just like, wait, 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 guys, take a picture. Like, I can't. I can't. It's not in me. My, like, I can't do that. I'm trying to because if we or, do these things, I'm like, guys. Like, or if I'm sitting behind the wheel of a Bugatti, I'm, no, why would I want to take the photo? No, just, if why I want to sit in one? I don't want that. I'll admit, I'm guilty. If my hair looks really good and I'm at, I'm at brunch, I always joke because this is why, like, you know, guys, it's like they have the, the fish picture on the dating app because yeah. they never take pictures. Like, women, it's like, I think, like, when the people are like, women are catfishing, I'm like, no, 
like women just have like a personal photo shoot anytime their hair looks good. They've just chosen <laughs> from some good pictures. That's true. That's true. But I wouldn't say that's flexing because that's how you truly feel at that moment. Like I feel uh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, but, you but know. like, let's say like you have like, I don't know, like a, like you said the Bugatti or you're on like mm-hmm. a yacht that's not yours and you feel like you need to flex to let everyone know like, hey, I'm having the best time of my life. Mm-hmm. I live in Miami. I've never posted myself on a yacht, nor do I go on yachts. And even mm-hmm. if I do get invited, I don't flex on the, hey guys, I get invited to go on yachts. What's the big deal with young women and getting on yachts? What is the big deal? Well, it's just, well, why do men want to go in fancy cars? I don't. It's, I mean, I, young men. Okay. The, it's the same thing. It's just okay, that like, it makes people feel like they're at that moment. How do I say this? Like when you work for things that you really want, by the time you get it, you're like, oh, it really wasn't all that. Mm-hmm. When you don't work for it, it feels like a moment that you that you deserve. Like the entitlement of like, I'm on a yacht, guys. I'm like, ah, I'm like, ah. Mm-hmm. Trust me, whoever worked for the yacht, there's a reason why you're on there because they realize the yacht without people, it's not fun. It's not mm-hmm. really all of that. Mm-hmm. And people don't really see it from that perspective. So I think I think people are just like living in the moment and it's mm-hmm. cringy. Yeah. So. yeah. What's the line I would say? Okay, so guy, guy, talking about guy flexing, guy on a first date. What is the line between going too hard and then putting your best foot forward? Because people will talk about, and I think like when people talk about first dates, especially internet communities, it's like when guys talk about first dates, it's like I'm not spending two hundred bucks on dinner, so instead we're gonna go to McDonald's, and if she doesn't like <laughs> McDonald's, then you know, then then she's a gold digger. And I feel like there's no like there's no in between for that. Like what is okay. where is where is doing a <clears throat> nice putting your best foot forward. Um, trying to court somebody nicely. What's too much? Um, you know, what, where's going too hard? And then where's, you know, being mean? Ooh, I'll go first on this one. Uh, I, I like to call myself, you know, the king of the first dates because mm-hmm. I was great at it because one, like I said, I was divorced and I didn't have a lot of money. So I was working all these jobs. So the first date had to be affordable. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to do, do dinner because I think first dates with dinner are so, it's not a comfortable atmosphere and mm-hmm. we're both eating. I don't like that. So I always went with drinks for the first date. And if we hit it off, dinner would be the second. So dinner for the first, uh, excuse me, drinks for the first day was always my approach. And if it didn't work out, we can just leave, you know, nice mm-hmm. meeting you, whatever. But the best approach for me for a first date was that drinks. But also, uh, I went in with zero expectations. I didn't think we we're going to get laid later. I didn't think she was my future ex-wife or future girlfriend. I said, let's go with the moments and let's just see how it goes. Let's just have mm-hmm. fun with the evening and uh, just play it by ear. And I always left the, the I guess, um, the control of the evening to her. Mm-hmm. where more or less she kind of dictated what we were going to do anything afterwards or whatever the case was. But I went in with zero expectations, but my goal was to make sure she laughed mm-hmm. and had a good time. Even if we didn't work out, I wanted her to have a memorable, positive experience with me. Nice. Mm. Okay. That's a good point. Um, I think with first dates, it, there's really no simple answer to it. It really depends. Mm-hmm. And I always, this is an unpopular take, but I think it starts with you and follows through with them. So it starts with whatever you like. And then you ask them and you follow through. Be like, hey, I like this. Would you like to do this? So it's not as simple as like McDonald's or whatever. If you happen to work at McDonald's and you're like, hey, do you want to go on a walk in a park later? Don't do McDonald's. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. But I think that's the issue. There's nothing wrong with it. I think that this is the issue when we say these things because everybody's in a different caliber place or they're a different, different place in their life. The problem with saying that we should or we can't do these things, and I think that, um, if you go in with the incentive of like, I'm only going to spend this amount of money, and that's the issue. Mm-hmm. But if it ha- if it just fell into that, if let's say somebody worked at Wing House and afterwards you're like, I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to grab some McDonald's afterwards. And mm-hmm. you see the girl at work that you actually kind of like, you're like, hey, I'm going to McDonald's afterwards. You want to go? That could be your first fucking date after you got off of work. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really realistic situation to say that it does mm-hmm. happen. Now, if you say, you know, like that, that could be a first. And for me, the reason why I'm saying my first day with my husband was like us walking on uh, in a shitty park. Well, not a shitty park. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a park <laughs> that had like uh, food stands and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, it was one of those things where we just wanted to be friends. And I was mm-hmm. like, hey, like, I want some outdoor activity. 
you like outdoor activity. Do you want to go to the side? He's like, hell yeah. Is there food? I was like, hell yeah, let's do that. It was the cheapest day ever. And it wasn't because our intention was to spend no money. It was just because I led with what I like. He followed through what I like. He checked in what he liked. It was just like a constant check back and forth. Yeah. And I think like it didn't matter the amount of money because we say that it should be this amount. Then we're saying that it's about the amount of money that we spend. Mm-hmm. And that's a big issue. Yeah, yeah, totally. Too, too much is flowers. Don't do flowers. Too many, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I guess it's a preference thing with flowers. I think it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, I have to hold this the whole time. Like, Miss, Miss America right now. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be interesting. Wait, Rui, what was your first date with your fiancé? Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> and how, and what, what was, was there anything different about it than your other dates that you'd been on? Oh, she's going to hate that I told the story. But uh, we met at a bar for drinks, mm-hmm. right? And she worked, she still works with this employer. And she was at a networking place. And I said, let's meet at 7. And I had a 30-minute rule. Like, if you were mm-hmm. late 30 minutes, I was gone, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, she was late 10 minutes. And she goes, I'm sorry that the event had me and I'm running late. So I'm like, okay. Well, I, maybe she's lying because I'm thinking all these other experiences. I'm like, okay, if, you, if I'm here, let me know. She showed up at 7.40 and I was about to leave. And she showed up drunk. Because oh. <laughs> at this Vixer, they were handing out cards Oh, and uh, for like for like this uh, pharma- pharmaceutical company, mm-hmm. and she had a couple of drinks. I'm like, "Are you drunk?" She goes, "Yes, but it was this gig. I'm sorry." And I'm like, "She goes, sit down. I'll make it up to you. Just sit down." So we started talking, and I go, "All right, let me give her a shot." And we sat down. We started talking. She started making me laugh, and she was showing me pictures of the event. I'm like, "Okay, she's not lying. She mm-hmm. wasn't at at another date with a guy, a warm up date with other guy. She was showing me the event who she worked for, and uh, she started making me laugh, mm-hmm. and uh, that did it for me. And here we are, four years later, with the nine-month-old son and engaged so that's how the first date went <laughs> i feel like i feel like those um like the situations where you break the rules or they don't always yeah. go with like yeah. the you know all the things you should or shouldn't do on a first date <laughs> like when those get broken because i feel like it also just breaks like the awkward like awkwardness in a way where it's just like you're trying to put your best foot forward and then someone's kind of got to break like i feel like that's what i why everyone oh, loved yeah. jimmy fallon on like snl because he always like broke character and people just yeah. thought it was like, so endearing and mm-hmm. stuff like just mm-hmm. breaking from following a script. Yeah, she was a, the sweetest. Per- she is obviously the sweetest person I've ever met, and uh, it, it was very not your storybook situation mm-hmm. that you would expect on a first date. But uh, her personality just won me over. Her positivity and just how uh, also feminine she was. Because again, I just wasn't used to that. I hadn't dated enough women who were that type of, um, I guess, pleasant to be around. Mm-hmm. Is that the word I want to say? And just soft, and uh, she just completely won me over. Wait, was she always soft, or did you make her soft? No, she's always been. Oh, wow, she cool. hasn't changed, even after the kid, which blows my mind. Wow. See, this is why I say that these simple blueprints, we can't put them on people, because I was a dick, and he liked the fact that I was nice to him. So mm-hmm. we met each other. Yeah. And he was just like, we observed, I'm like, damn, we picked them up. We met, we met each other dating other people. That's the shitty part. That's the worst part about it. Like, when you <laughs> meet people, and you're like, damn, I picked the wrong one. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, fuck. Like, we were riding like, the time or something. Yeah. I was like, your humor, god damn it. So, mm-hmm. I just think, again, these simple blueprints, you have to lead by your life, and then you have to follow through yeah. whoever you're with and check in with them. So, yeah. Pretty things simple. don't go always as you think. Things Wait, don't go always as planned. How did you meet Buddy? Because I met TikTok. Buddy on TikTok. Yeah. No way. Yeah. So, it was, it's funny because, um, yeah, it was, he made a, like, and he just did, like, funny takes. He does it yeah. from his car. He drives a lot for work, and it was, um, Someone made this video about, like, why does grocery store ranch taste so bad? And then he did, like, a stitch to it where it was, like, here's how you make ranch. And I just thought, like, he his cute southern accent. I was, like, I'll follow this guy. And then, um, yeah, kind of, I think, follow each other back and forth for a few months. And then 
um, I was, I love like EDM and stuff. And there was this like artist, um, shout out MC4D and they do like country, like EDM mixes. Um, and I go to like leave a nice comment and I'm like, Oh, that's the, that's a cute ranch guy. And then, um, I think it was, it was right around Christmas time. I went and followed him on Instagram and stuff. And then yeah. I think it started some messaging there. And then, um, Aww. yeah, it was one of those, like he came out to, to Austin, um, and I know he had like a probably had a hotel like booked and everything just in case like things didn't work out. But it was I think it was really cool because I never did well on da- dating apps in a sense that like per- I have a big personality. You can't show that off on a dating app. Um, and I feel like the same goes for guys like I love a good personality. And like I feel like the manner you can see the mannerisms, you can see like the dialect, get a real feel for personality. So it was a really cool way to meet somebody like the little kid dancing app all because it was so cool mm-hmm. seeing you guys together because I was like, he's wow. the best. He'll be here mm-hmm. next weekend, uh, but he's in Nashville. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wait, where is he? Nashville. Oh, wow. That's yeah, so sick. we're we're big Southwest people, so we rack up all the points and stuff. Nice. Yeah, cool. Wait, you know who he is? Uh, I've seen him photos, but I don't know his TikTok personality. Oh yeah, no, I I when I saw them too, I'm like, wow, they fit together so well. That's a good match. Yeah, they they y'all look great together. Yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah. He's 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 a he's the best, and I, I like he you know he knew what he was getting himself into with like the the, the personality and stuff, and was really supportive. Um, I remember I like just basically just lost my job when I first met him, and the first thing he said is I was like, oh yeah, you know, like I I you know lost my job he's like oh are you, are you gonna do like tiktok full-time next and it was just really cool like i always felt like i had to hide the goofy stuff i do on the internet and he was he's been super supportive the whole way through oh we that's love cool. that good supportive partner that's a mm-hmm. real one he's good the best stuff. um yeah and yeah he's he's phenomenal um but um yeah to like where was my what was my next question i had i had like a good one in the back of my head what we, we've talked a lot about like what can what what men on first dates what what can women do differently on first dates like what, where do women kind of get it wrong or, or get it right in the early stages of dating Ooh, woman should i go first yeah this? you go first because <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get canceled real quick yeah probably yeah <laughs> I, like, uh, I think it's the all, almost the same thing as the guy. Like, mm-hmm. I think this is where we can really f- highlight that men and women are different, but the same. But I think with women, sometimes I think they try too hard to be sexy. Mm-hmm. I think that women are naturally sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that when they try yes. too hard to, like, you know, go above and beyond with all the extra stuff, when it's not their everyday self, you're setting yourself up for failure. Because let's say he falls for this, like, super hyper-sexualized version of yourself on that first date and y'all happen to get together. Which we're guilty of, yes. Yes. Um, because, you know, they're visualizers. So then they, oh, yeah. when they fall in love with, like, oh, my gosh, I saw an octave. And you were like, hey, this push-up bra is so uncomfortable right now. This thing is right up my butt. Like, those things will basically, it'll, it'll set you up for failure. I think whatever you do on the first date, it should be something that you put on your best uh, foot forward. But it should be something you can maintain and keep up with. So if you're a naturally pretty girl and you just want to put a little extra something, something, do it. But don't overdo it to where it's not who you are all the time mm-hmm. because it's like one extreme to the other. And essentially, I think it's it's unfair for the people to get into serious relationships and find out like that's not who you really act. That's not who what your hobbies are. That's not how much you enjoy food and all these things. I think it's just it's too much of a stretch. Yeah. Uh, and tell me if I'm wrong. I think a lot of women do this. And I noticed this on first dates. If I were to advise to answer your question, what they shouldn't do, don't go looking for red flags. It's like when you're talking to them, you can just see them just making notes and diagrams in their head. Like, okay, yeah, he's fitting the check. Yeah, I see. He's a red flag. Yeah, there's something wrong with oh, that. Yeah. He's not telling the whole story. He's lying. Well, he's not telling the that's, that's a good point because people don't um, – I, I like people with red flags because I think they can be changed. Mm. I, I think people don't want to accept it. There's people that are just narcissists and psychopaths. Yeah. Those are different yeah. people. But there's people who are, I'm like, okay – like, I get it. But I think people look for the red flags and make up the entire situation. They're trying to disqualify you before yeah, the date's that's over. that's a good point. Good point. So don't bring all your past, uh, I guess, uh, assumptions on what you've experienced to this new guy because he can be totally different. 
And uh, just like my fiance, she was didn't meet any of the check boxes that I thought every woman had. Mm-hmm. She was completely different. So don't do that. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, also, I would say like don't don't uh, create the fairy tale in your head already. Oh my gosh. Because they do what? that a lot. Y'all do that? Oh, oh yeah. My Women. God. Oh, we're writing the our story page on that on the wedding <laughs> website as we go along. Yeah. Wow. I like, feel like women do that. Where like if we like how don't. you physically. Well, I'm gonna say we, but I don't anymore. And yeah. Anyways, <laughs> we come up with the idea like he looks like he'd be a good boyfriend, good husband, da da da. So we try to force it in our mind. So when you don't follow according to like you know suit, we start panicking our head and spazzing out and start checking out of like wait he maybe he doesn't like me after no dude it's because you already made the conclusion that you're going to be the one but sometimes you're just dating you have to figure <laughs> out if you're compatible or not people aren't doing that it's more wow. so like he's the one because with guys it's more so like at that they only think at that moment right there <laughs> and then like all right she's cool all right she's funny okay let's just slowly check it off as you go with yeah. us the checklist is already there we're checking off the boxes for mm-hmm. them they're creating the boxes as they go along mm-hmm. so to them it's not more so like is she going to be my wife it's more like is this going to be a good date totally. for us is this going to be a good marriage it's like oh wait you haven't but even didn't that set you off for disappointment but yeah that's what i'm okay, saying okay, don't gotcha. create the answer in All your right. head because then you're going to be disappointed yeah. with like wait he's not actually a mother like he doesn't want it. he doesn't <laughs> he does no like chill just chill it out one thing at a time i think guys are women women we're too extreme Women go to the extremities of creating the boxes and being disappointed, and men don't have the boxes at all. Mm-hmm. That's a big extreme because the guys would be like, I'll just take whatever. And then mm-hmm. you get home, you got whatever, and now you're not happy. So. Now, to be fair, there are some guys who do paint the fairy tale, too. They do that. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys who have that scarcity mindset or don't get enough dates. Oh, fair. So they, fair. there's some guys that do that. Not all, but some. Yeah, not this guy. Um, and I know none of none of us like testing people in dating and stuff like that, but I think in some in some <laughs> ways we have kind of like maybe a test in our head that someone has passed. Like Rudy, I think I know what your answer will be. Yeah, I said a that. test that they have to pass in some way, a metaphorical test um, to, you know, to be, be your partner. Did you, um, I, I'll have Rudy go first, but um, did you have anything like that in the form of, you know, if they, uh, it, this goofy deal breaker, they got to pass this test kind of thing. Yeah. My, it's pretty stupid, but I, my, I had a couple tests, but like one, if, if they liked uh, the transformer, Michael Bay movies, deal breaker <laughs> or even the fast and the furious movies like oh even all of them like oh okay we're done the first three yes but after that forget it but the final test was you know we're dating for a while i would invite her to my house and i would put on zodiac because i love horror movies and i love movies and zodiac is one of my favorite movies of all time and if she loved the movie i knew she was a keeper or she didn't like it that was my final test so i know that's incredibly stupid wow. but that's just me because i love movies <laughs> i wish i could say the same <laughs> i guess that goes off of referencing for me and this maybe just be like a childhood thing like the people the, the my past and the way that i came about dating was so wrong for so long uh, my exes and stuff were people that i dated that uh was convenient in my life at the time because mm-hmm. i come from like a broken background so anyone i dated was more so like he was helping me with this i was and i had to, an inform exchange myself for that so the red pill rhetoric of like everything is transactional Mm -hmm. so i never really had like a shit checklist of like does he do this i didn't have room for that so i don't i don't think i have one of that it was more so like my current husband now current husband as if there's one okay (laughs) okay so anyways uh my husband now more so it was just uh, the first person ever where i was able to be like i really i'm not in a starving position and i really like the way this feels i like the way that we are communicating with each other this is cool so that was my checklist slowly getting created with him but everyone else prior hmm. i was more so like yes you know can you help me pay my phone bill 
Like, you know, because I don't have parents and I don't know, like, what's your purpose of being here? Because we're independent. When you come from a bro- broken background, you are surviving. Mm-hmm. You are independent. You are in defense mode. So you're not looking for that checklist when you don't even have a pen to write the checklist. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's that. No, that's a, that's a, that's a good answer. Um, <laughs> thoughts on the ick? The ick? The ick. It's oh, like the, the, tr- the, uh, the term when, when women say they got the ick. Thoughts on it? I, th- I think that's a thing. I hate to say it. Yeah, it's a thing. I don't have any... I think I hate the petty icks. The I petty hate the, yeah. The petty icks are unreasonable where it's like, oh, if he shows his ankle and jeans, that's an ick. But like, you know, if his yeah. entire Instagram is just pictures of him posting uh, a selfie, that's an ick for me. I'm like, dude, yeah. do you, people not take pictures of you? It's yeah. more or less what are our, our deal breakers or turnoffs, right? That's the mm-hmm. same thing for the ick? I think, well, it, the ick is supposed to be, and of course it's becoming basically just obscure turnoffs. I think it's this idea of like, um, and it, it seems to only happen to women. Um, you are dating somebody, everything's going fine, and then they do this one little goofy thing, and you're just you're turned off. Um, and no one can really explain. It, it seems to be a phenomenon only happens happens to women. Um, and my theory of why it happens is like I think women, because you know you're working against the clock, things like that. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're like, well, he checks a lot of boxes. Let's just give this a shot, see what happens. And then it's kind of like your um, your conscious mind, like your rational mind hasn't caught up to your uh, like conscious mind yet where you're like, you know, I should, this wasn't the right match or something like that. And you kind of like come oh, up with a reason in your head. Wow. My ache was so awesome when you said that. Okay. But it's mm. become like, oh, when he hops over a puddle, I get the ick or something like that. And it's become like obscure <laughs> co- turnoffs. Um, so it's kind of a word that's like gone all over the place. I, think, I feel like uh, I have a story for the ick though. That's my thing with okay. that because you go, you go. No, I don't have any different uh, any feelings of what the ick. I, I hope it's just like a, a joke and nothing mm-hmm. serious because yeah. if someone jumps over a pond, maybe he's got some Jordans on. I don't know. He doesn't <laughs> want to get him wet, so don't disqualify a guy because he just jumped over a pond. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking it's a silly trend and nothing really that matters. I could mm-hmm. be wrong, but that's my feeling. I have nothing really to say. Oh, yeah. No, I think the ick is a real thing. Uh, I hate to say <laughs> it. It is a real thing. I'm thinking. Oh, I don't my God. Throw- I don't want to throw anyone under the bus or any because I think it's wrong to do that. But I'm going to say there was a story where when I was dating and I'm not going to say what time frame would be a dick move to do that. (laughs) But um, I do remember dating somebody and my ick was more so um, him trying really hard to be Asian Mm. because he wasn't Asian. So my ick was more so like finding out that he was trying so hard to be something he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And it really turned me off because he would, uh, his whole house was filled with like bamboo and matcha and mm-hmm. chopsticks. I'm like, we're eating spaghetti. Get a fork. Put the chopstick away, dude. This is weird. And it was, that turned me off so bad that I was like, yeah, like, dude, mm-hmm. I liked you for you. Mm-hmm. I liked you for who you were. And you're trying so hard to get my validation of his ick. So I think that's more of like a reasonable ick than like, he hopped over a puddle. Mm-hmm. That's not cool. Like, I don't like that. So. Was he trying to be that way or was that actually him? No. Well, that's the issue. He has, everybody has self-esteem issues. And I, to me, I have my own issues. Yeah. So being at somebody, and I was younger, a lot younger. So for me, being with somebody who didn't know who they were on top of me trying to figure out who I am. And his first thing to do was to try to like, uh, people please. Nobody really likes a people pleaser because then they, you feel like, do you have a mind of your own? And if I'm with someone who's always people-pleasing, it's frustrating because I don't really know if you like this or if I'm just being, um, like, the Red Bull guys would love someone that's people-pleasing because mm-hmm. you can control the way that they live their life based on your own selfish desires. But for me, I don't have any, like, I don't have any desire to be with somebody who's like, I don't know, what do you want? 
What do you? Oh yeah, no, no. That's nobody what I wants mean. That's yeah. a people pleaser. I don't want to be yeah. a people pleaser. Like, if you like matcha, I love it. Like, okay, dude, I <laughs> take it sometimes when I don't want to drink coffee, but like, I don't love it. Chill out. So I think people have this extreme idea of what I am, and when they like when I was dating, um, it was more so just it was cringy, and I was yeah. like, dude, just be yourself. Like, you know, it's it's okay. And I felt like you couldn't do that, and I got completely icked up by it. So we had to break up. It's like mm-hmm. no more green stuff, no more matcha, no more bamboo. You're white. What is this? What is this? So, yeah. And it would be different if it was like that before I met him. I feel bad. Everyone's quiet now. If it was like that before <laughs> no. I met him, I would have left it alone. But it changed when we got together. So I felt like he was doing it for me, like the validation. Because I was like, what happened to all the Marvel stuff you had? He's like, no, we're switching out. Hello Kitty everything. And I'm like, oh my goodness. no. Okay. That's me extreming like, the situation. But it was pretty much what it was. But I was like, be yourself, dude. I liked you for you. Do not change for me. We have our favorites and our differences are complementaries, but like you don't need to be me to be with me. Cringy. Mm-hmm. Ick. Yes. Yes. Um, I think, um, yeah, um, I'm having so much more fun asking all the, you guys all the fun questions. You guys have great <laughs> takes. Um, um, oh, yeah, I think by, because um, everyone always asks, should women chase and what do women get wrong when they chase or approach? Oh, my God. Uh, well, that was one that people always ask. Should women chase? Is it not feminine to, to chase or shoot your shot? All that. No, I from a guy perspective, I mean, one, that hardly never happens. That mm-hmm. never happens. I think I've been pursued twice. And uh, it's it was very flattering. And I'm talking like you're at a place and someone approaches you and asks mm-hmm. you for your number or whatever. Or your Snapchat. Uh, it, it was like, really? Wow. It's like it, it, it's such a rarity on the men's side to actually get that type of attention we would be just flattered so yes from the male side yes we definitely would want more of that uh but it's it, it doesn't happen so often mm-hmm. and some guys never mm-hmm. uh what was the second part of the question um should yeah should should women chase and if, if they um where do they where do they get things wrong well i couldn't really answer the second part because mm-hmm. that hasn't happened enough but mm-hmm. maybe to um just I, I couldn't answer the second part. I mean, just don't be too aggressive. Mm-hmm. But uh, the approach would would definitely be nice on the male side. We definitely would want more of that. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I personally don't think anybody should be chasing anything. I think mm-hmm. that if you look yeah. up and you head and you nod and you give the reciprocation, do it. There should be no chasing. I don't think it's a matter of man or woman thing. And and to say to your point when you say that women don't chase, they don't chase it when they do. They are fucking aggressive. Mm-hmm. Men men do more chasing than women, but they're subtle about it because they you know they don't want to be rejected. Yeah. And they're like kind of used to the rejections. So they're just like oh whatever. But women when they make up their mind on who they want, uh, they will break up a marriage to get that guy. And and unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> that's really the scenario where women, I, at least the women I've dealt with, have been like, yeah, well, you know, I don't often approach a guy at the gym, but when I do, I want him. I need him. Mm-hmm. I need to know. But I don't think it's, and I could be wrong, I'm not a guy I can't say, I don't think it's a turn on when someone's that aggressive because you haven't really, like, given them the heads or the nods that I like you. I may want to sleep with you as a guy because they don't get approached enough. So he may like the fact that she's, like, confident in what she wants, but you're essentially setting yourself to be just a booty call or a situationship because maybe mm. you're not his type. And maybe it may be flattering, but it may not be your type. Because mm-hmm. Very it's, true. You know, it's, yeah. it's a tricky situation. And, yeah, so I don't think women should be approaching men at all. I think that's creepy. You should be giving them, like, a, hey, mm-hmm. I like you, a smile, uh, you know, uh, I yeah, and that's our you. signal to go and the signal, start, yeah. give them the signal, but you shouldn't be like, Hey, I like you, let's go to the bar tonight and get freaky, like, go chill. Well, don't yeah. do that. <laughs> I always I always thought it was sexy, like, when a guy would just do like the subtle head nod or, Oh, what are you drinking? If they say vodka soda, what about you? That's like a that's yeah. an opener. I think subtle people are so cool. I like yeah. subtle people, like, just you know, small yeah. engagements, 
people should want to dig more from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would, we talked about this last week. I would compliment, you know, tattoos or like shoes or a shirt they had on, something that was movie related or whatever the, sh- the case was. So, yeah, I mean, do more of that. But uh, again, from the male side, that hardly ever happens to us. Very mm-hmm. few, very few involved to me. Yeah, I don't think it should happen because it's the same thing when they say that. Well, I'm saying it should. I don't think it should. You know why I don't, I don't think it should? Because I, whenever I've ever, someone said, like, women don't compliment men enough. Women don't mm-hmm. engage. When I did, off of the premise of being friendly, it's always crossed out, maybe she likes me. So mm-hmm. the, the compliments. Oh, that danger zone. I get it's what you're saying. It's a danger zone okay. because you can't really, like, cross because it's not, it doesn't happen enough. And even it did happen enough, the, the way that you guys are wired physically and the way that we are wired emotionally, let's say, like, you know, I can emotionally think someone's, like, a cool person doesn't even want to sleep with them. You could think someone's cool, but because you're a guy, biologically, you're like, hey, I have a heart on. I kind of want to smash. Yeah. Especially because of the, the, the deprivation for young men nowadays with their lack of interaction with women. They're mm-hmm. going to conflate the two and be like, you know, she's nice and maybe she wants to sleep with me. No, buddy. I'm yeah. just nice to people. It's human decency. Yeah. But I can't. So I have to be limited with it. Yeah. So we should mm-hmm. stop normalizing these things or attempting to because it's not going to happen. Totally. Yeah, no, I would, um, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, um, yeah, I, we're, we're coming up on time, and um, I know um, I would love to, <laughs> if you guys have anything that you want to um, kind of kind of shoot in here, we've got, we've got the room, and I want to, um, yeah, I want to kind of do Ask anything like that if, you, if you've got, um, if you mm-hmm. wanted to go that route. Um, but um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to close out, I'm going to close out this podcast, we'll, um, we'll um, uh, re-record for those, um, but yeah, I wanted to kind of close things out. Where can everybody find you? Uh, me, you can find me on TikTok. That's where it all started. I'm under mm-hmm. Rudy A or Rudy Device. Uh, just celebrated 303K mm-hmm. followers, so that's cool. And I'm also on YouTube, all platforms, and I go live at least uh, once a week on YouTube. And also have a podcast, the Rudy Device podcast. You can it's find a it all the same. Podcast. Listen. My mom's a huge fan. Oh, it's home. Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> Very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still learning and growing, so my only stable platform right now is YouTube, where I mostly engage into long form content. Um, under Angela Knight 2.0. My TikTok is somewhere, but I really want to get rid of it, so don't follow my TikTok. I hate my TikTok. Uh, but YouTube is where I'm the most stable and most sane and most manic. Please find me there. She has great lives. Great lives. Oh, Just great discussion. <laughs> um, any any kind of final thoughts for everybody before we go? You go first. Um, I, I would say go touch grass, go outside. Agreed. Um, love yourself, love your people around you, build your community by being a good person and stop comparing yourself to people for the worst things, compare yourself to be better and, um, question everything with good intention. Yeah. Um, but I guess I'm still a little bit of that. Uh, just, uh, everything you see in your phone is not reality. Uh, go out and live and get your own experiences with women and, uh, don't be afraid to fail. Rejection has happened tons of times with me, but failure mm-hmm. is your greatest teacher. Learn from it. Agreed. So- Take accountability too. Oh yeah, we've got, we've got, we've got the yeah. You, you that, that and that's that's what I like. What, what I like about both of you and um yeah, you guys both have just a phenomenal message and phenomenal stories. And please go check them out. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Awesome. We're closing Sweet. this one out. Over and out. We'll check you guys next time. <laughs>